Welcome to a new episode of the World of Running. I'm your host Aditi Pandya and this is our 26th episode. Endurance running is a test of a person's physical and mental capabilities. Pushing one's limit in endurance running requires systematic training and a fitness regime. Nutrition plays an even more fundamental role in endurance running as the type and quality of food consumed can greatly impact performance. Supplements play a very important role in filling the gaps in runners' nutrition to help with their running performance, recovery, cognitive development and overall health and well-being. Currently, the supplements market towards runners can be overwhelming. Supplement companies use a variety of marketing tactics which can make it difficult for runners to determine which supplements are truly beneficial. Now before we get any further in today's episode I have a request for all our listeners if you know of a runner who is yet to discover us please share our podcast link with them also do rate our podcast wherever you are listening in this episode we demystify the supplements for runners it is important for runners to be critical and do their research in terms of what supplements are really needed for them and what not our guest for today is mihira khopkar mihira has been a national gold medalist in swimming and has trialed for commonwealth games in 2010 in synchronized swimming mihira is the lead sports nutritionist at sir h n reliance foundation hospital through which she has been working with asian commonwealth and olympic athletes She is working in the field of nutrition and for the past 5 years specifically in sports nutrition alone. Her work includes interacting with national coaches, periodizing nutrition meal plans, athlete consultation to setting up daily high performance menus, supplement recommendations to athletes and federations as well as conducting group sports nutrition education sessions. Mihira is an avid writer on health, sports nutrition and lifestyle at various magazines, websites and newspapers. She is actively involved in research concerning sports nutrition, obesity and metabolic syndrome and has presented papers at both national and international conferences along with being a speaker at various sports science conferences she is a visiting faculty for sports nutrition at exercise science academy nirmala niketan college of home science and svt college of home science and aims to educate and provide optimum nutritional guidance to individuals to improve and maintain maximum performance prevent injuries and maintain immunity throughout life Hi Mihira welcome to our podcast thank you Aditi so Mihira i went through your introduction and you are a gold medalist in swimming and you are a nutritionist it's really nice to see you be here and um, as an athlete you would understand the importance of nutrition and supplements so uh, my first question to you is what is the nutritional foundation for runners well-being and running performance um firstly um thank you for having me on the podcast because um it's it's a great pleasure on my end to be talking about running and nutrition because uh, although i've been an athlete and a swimmer per se but most of my um career in terms of nutrition has revolved a lot around nutrition advice for runners and especially endurance athletes 
um one of the key things that uh, key areas that we work with is the athletic federation of india as such and work with wide arrays of uh, track and field events and most of the endurance athletes who do everything from middle and long distance to about even uh, ultrathons so to answer your first question which which focuses on the nutrition foundation as such for runners well being and their running performance can be really divided into a few sections the first and the foremost being um, carbohydrates because we don't realize when we start running the amount of glycogen stores required to give us that kind of fuel uh, we don't really plan and think about it when we start a running program but as and when we go ahead we realize that we are hitting the wall we are fatiguing and that's where carbohydrate requirements really come into play at the same time um, protein is essential for running performance not per se in terms of accruing muscle mass but plays a very very important role in terms of recovery and therefore as much as runners love running and endurance uh, is their focus strength training still continues to become a very holistic part of their program and that's where protein comes in as well the third most important thing is hydration and fluid intake i think this is something that most runners figure out tri- with trial and error as they do as they compete in more races as they train a little bit more and they realize the whole importance of sodium or salt intake on fluid intake uh, and things like that last but not the least i think vitamins and minerals especially become a huge part of the athlete's recovery as well as taking care of any deficiencies as such which i think uh, we'll stress upon as we go ahead with the podcast sure so um so mira what are some of the common reasons why runners should co- uh, consider supplementing right so you did mention about uh, carbs and protein and hydration uh, but if you can talk about say nutritional deficiencies food habits etc yes sure so basically let's break this down into two sections the first one being the health perspective by that i mean every runner irrespective of the level of competition or the level of training the runner is involved in the first first step is really having a strong health foundation and we always recommend most of our athletes runners to keep doing an annual blood check of most of the vitamins minerals as well as other profiles and one of the key things that stands out is most runners continue to be deficient on iron continue to be deficient on b12 or folate or vitamin d and these then become very important um nutrients to be supplemented with so that these don't therefore come in the way of running performance because whether you talk of iron b12 folate all of these three things play a very important role in endurance performance as such because in some of the other way they play a very important role in building red blood cells or helping you boost hemoglobin which therefore is you know the crucial thing to deliver oxygen inside the muscles and therefore aerobic capacity the other thing uh, is the performance side of things so once we've corrected our health and once our profile in terms of vitamins and minerals is in check that's where we take a step ahead and focus on what are the key supplements that we need for endurance performance and then that is based on a supplement pyramid as such that i like to call it which goes in from thinking about carbohydrate gels carbohydrate based sports drink electrolyte drinks 
प्रोटीन रिलेटेड सप्लीमेंट्स और अमीनो एसिड बेस्ड सप्लीमेंट्स ओमेगा थ्री फैटी एसिड फॉर रिकवरी यू क्लाइम द लैडर अप एंड दैट्स वाई यू लुक एट मोर ऑर्गोजेनिक बेनिफिट्स इन टर्म्स ऑफ हैविंग अ लिटिल बिट ऑफ नाइट्रेट्स और सिक्रोलिन दैट कैन हेल्प बूस्ट माई ओवरऑल एरोबिक कैपेसिटी यू लुक एट लैक्टिक एसिड बफर्स एज वेल विच विच आर अ ग्रेट टूल ड्यूरिंग योर training related performance you also look at thermogenic agents so you look at things like caffeine or green tea which you can try and use uh, in your training program and see if that makes a difference uh, in your training as well so i'd like to break it always down into a health aspect and then followed by a performance angle to it uh, coming to the second aspect or the third aspect that i I'd, i'd like to add is also that many runners especially today have um preference towards being more vegan or following a more vegetarian lifestyle and then that also uh, has different demands as such in terms of vitamins minerals yes but overall protein demands vitamin re- demands mineral demand their absorption rates all of these things also therefore need to be taken into consideration so um i just want to uh, ask you a slightly different question mihira it is as runners we run uh, with uh, folks uh, at a different life uh, at various life stages of running cycle right so sometimes an early stage runner uh, who's just a recreational runner might uh, might not want to take supplements or might not want be very keen on uh, getting to serious right in in the running journey so say for example if somebody is running 30 kilometers per week so do these runners need supplements and if yes what kind of supplements should they be taking okay so to just start off with that and this may not necessarily be true for uh, somebody who's just begun running but this will also apply to somebody who's a very conditioned runner uh, i sure. you know usually talk about when i do consults something called as the supplement decision making tree and we always discuss this and that just helps us understand whether we really need this supplement and whether we should really go about you know using this so it's based on three four steps and i'll take you down through them the first important step is is there any scientific evidence about the supplement i'm willing to use um is there any research as such is there other experts are there other runners using it is there a difference that it is making at all so that's the first question we usually try and have a discussion about the second question really is a discussion uh, with the nutritionist and as well as the coach so i always try and interact with the coach because he is the one who's making the whole uh, periodizing calendar so you discuss and feel understand what is the training program right now uh is this supplement a training supplement or is this supplement a competition supplement uh what should be the dosage what should be the timing of this supplement what should be the how should you take this supplement all of these things need to be answered before the third aspect of this is whether this supplement is safe does it have any side effects does it have any disadvantages that i need to know about beforehand uh, are these disadvantages weighing over the advantages at hand and lastly from where am i really buying this supplement is this supplement from a legal uh, authentic source or is it just over the shelf then you want to trial this supplement in your training routine and see if this supplement is making a difference if this supplement is really really making a difference then that's when you use it in competitions or events if this supplement does not show the desired result 
you go back and try and adjust the dosage adjust the timing adjust the how to take it and see if it really makes makes a difference then if it does make a difference you use it again in competitions if it does not make a difference then you discard that kind of intervention so this is the first step in terms of deciding whether i need a particular supplement or not after this is done then there are discussions on if i'm a budding you know runner i'm doing 30 kilometers a week and i'm gradually going to increase my mileage but i still have my office etc to manage do i as a beginner need any form of supplements at all and this is where i stress a lot on health so i tell them you go out there you do your blood profile let's come back and see if you are deficient in anything if you are deficient in anything let's then first correct that angle then we will move step by step ahead so let's just first look at things like iron b12 folate vitamin c vitamin d let's see if you need any of these then let's go on to step 2 where you focus on things like okay now you're training you're doing this kind of mileage how are you feeling are you fatiguing are you tired uh do you are you also trying to lose weight at the same time are you trying to lose fat at the same time so if these are some of the other goals of the runner then you also look at factors such as do you need a protein supplement can you add an amino acid or bcaa supplement or do you want to look at an electrolyte supplement so you basically decide not just with the with the fact that you are a budding runner but also with the fact whether you are experiencing any issues while training you are not able to train at your full potential as well as if you also have other goals along uh, with running as such as well understood so um what are the different type of supplement should a runner consider right because i'll tell you why i'm asking this is that there are so many things in the market that is available as you mentioned right uh, over the shelf you have so many like the entire media is uh, bombarding you with different kind of say whey proteins and and amino acids vitamins so what should a runner consider great question and like you rightly said supplement industry is like a you know billion dollar industry really and uh, it targets all of the population that is vulnerable right to the use of supplements so everybody today sees an advert advert somewhere and then everybody wants to try that particular supplement but like i said always look at the supplement decision making tree and to answer your question uh i'd like to put it in a way where a runner or any athlete can focus on choosing supplements based on something called as a supplement pyramid the foundation row of that pyramid is based on your macronutrients where you focus on carbohydrates proteins and fats and this is a discussion again you have with your nutritionist and explore from the carbohydrate section if i am now really increasing my mileage i'm in the preparation phase do i need a sports drink what should be the tonicity of my drink should i also need an electrolyte drink uh, along with it do i take an uh, ors with it followed by protein do i need a whey protein supplement or a vegan protein supplement or i can manage with something like a bcaa's or an amino acid mix followed by omega 3 fatty acids do i really need those for recovery right now or i'm working on training adaptations and i want to take that load right now and let my body naturally adapt to uh, the current training load that's my foundation block as i move ahead i focus on vitamins and minerals so i focus on do i need an iron supplement uh, am i deficient in that do i need b12 folic acid do i need a vitamin d supplement 
<clears throat> or if i have issues such as i'm not recovering well enough do i need to add things like a zinc or a calcium or uh, a vitamin c so these are discussions you have in block 2 block 3 can be focused more on performance based supplements or ergogenic aids and here is where things like uh, like i mentioned earlier arginine citrulline nitric oxide things like beta alanine sodium bicarbonate uh, many i must add that many endurance runners who swear by their strength training programs also con- consider a very low dose of creatine monohydrate so that's also supplement to discuss as such and then you step ahead to the tip of the pyramid where you talk about thermogenic agents and that's where caffeine becomes one of the most important ones because i i mean i feel really being an athlete and then being a nutritionist now that a marathon or any endurance sport is a mind game it's a mental sport chalo you have enough you know uh, glycogen stores you'll always have enough glycogen stores you'll always have enough fat stores i mean we always have a higher body fat percentage to take care of our energy demand but at some point if you're doing a full marathon at that 30th 30th kilometer you start your mind talking to you and starts giving up a little bit and this is where i mean this is a concept we call a cns fatigue a central nervous system fatigue and here is where doing things that are more neuromuscular doing things that like caffeine that can talk to talk to the mind and you know give you that stimulation and give you that focus and then help you you know push through can be explored so the last block or the last tip would be thermogenic agents so you look at caffeine as a supplement like a caffeine tablet you can also explore doing an espresso you can also explore it through things like green tea etc but i would go about planning my supplement stack in this format you start with macros go to micros go to ergogenic aids and then look at thermogenic aids so mehra how can runners find out even if they are deficient we spoke about uh, you know taking supplements but first of all as you mentioned about the supplement tree uh, is it to do with just directly going to uh, for a annual blood test or are there any indications or symptoms that they also need to watch out for so most runners uh, typically are in the age group of 30 to 60 years right because this is the age group where most of the runners are found to take up a sport such as endurance running and this is also the age group where they are focused on living dual lives like i'd like to say because they want to be best uh, in both these areas and the reason i highlight this is because this is this can swing across two sections you will find one group of people who uh, the group of people are very focused on their health they will track data they will track mileages they will track their rpes they will track their heart rate and you'll also have another end uh, of that group the runners group will be focused too much on their their uh, there's office going on there too many things going on and they might not give that much importance to their health so they might ignore certain signs but my three to four classic signs would be when you feel too fatigued uh, you are sore for a too long period of time you are not able to sleep really well you get frequent headaches um, you get frequent urination these could be a few signs that you could be very observant on if your urine color is too dark for too long you know these are things that you really uh, need to pick up 
also in terms of weight you've lost too much of weight in too little time and this is where you know that something needs to be done and which is why i'd like to take this opportunity to really say that you really need a nutritionist guidance uh, you know in all of this for example if you're really somebody who's focused on pursuing a career um while you're running while you're running hard and maybe you have a dream of uh, doing a boston at some point and doing multiple other marathons then you really need to take care of your health because stress as a factor in general can really influence the way your body adapts to training it can really influence recovery it can really influence sleep and we are not full time athletes as such and we don't have just that stress to take up we are also having other lives and that added stress can really make uh things difficult in terms of recovery fuel usage sleep and all of those angles so the first step again like i said is consult a nutritionist do a complete blood profile have that conversation see where you are lacking in terms of nutrient deficiencies take care of those first before you go on for performance and keep keep a watch on all the other signs and symptoms that i just spoke about as well as also take care of additional stress if that's something that's bothering you in general sure so um i want to segue at this point uh, towards protein and uh, you know protein benefits are very well documented and it is one of the most popular as you mentioned earlier uh, earlier in the episode right that uh, it plays an important role in recovery and growth of muscles of runners so in in what cases runners should consider protein supplements is it that we need to keep taking protein supplements or there is a, a, a thought behind this okay so before we dive into that it's very important to know that as an endurance runner what is my protein requirement for the whole day and uh, what research says is you don't need more than 1.4 grams per kilogram of body weight per day so anywhere between 1.2 to 1.4 to 1.5 grams max per kg body weight per day are your protein requirements so if i am 50 kilos 50 into 1.2 will give me my protein requirements in grams for that particular whole day now typically most endurance runners are also on the lower side of the weight therefore their protein requirements never land up being that high that you need to compulsory rely on a protein supplement they could max reach to be anywhere between 120 130 grams of protein 150 grams of protein and very rarely they are above and beyond that number that figure now reaching this requirement uh properly with a proper diet is very easily possible you know if you try and include good quality protein sources in your diet you should be in a position to reach this demand but if you are somebody who's just too busy cannot find the time cannot find the time to focus too much on the dietary aspects of things although i am a big huge fan of the whole foods approach but if you just can't make it then this is where you land up relying on a protein supplement so the first step is understand what your protein requirement is step 2 is try and see if you can meet that demand with food alone step 3 if you are unable to do that then that's when a protein supplement creeps in sure so uh, we also spoke about endurance runners being vegan and uh, so uh, there are two two kind of proteins right one is whey and another one is plant based so are there any differences and what could be the consideration when choosing one versus the other great question and uh, to be very honest for the longest time the the most 
the best quality protein supplement available in the market today even today continues to be your whey protein supplement because all of the scientific evidence leans towards whey as a protein to be most biologically available uh, great in terms of absorption great quality great amino acid profile all of that so that whey still continues to be the king in terms of protein supplement as such if you need to choose one from however if you are somebody who's chosen a vegan lifestyle or if you are somebody who's lactose intolerant or if you are somebody who just even if you're not intolerant you just feel very bloated uh, with taking a whey protein supplement you may consider a vegan protein supplement the sources of vegan protein supplement usually come from different uh, things from your soy proteins your pea proteins your uh, brown rice protein your hemp seed protein and, and there's various other things that make up your vegan protein supplement now the question is are then vegan proteins better in quality in terms of whey or at least similar do they give us similar benefits um, as whey protein does so one there was a very nice research article that was published i think in 2018 and that spoke a lot about uh, this comparison between vegan protein and whey protein and what they said is as long as you meet the total protein requirement of your day or the total protein requirement in that serving right as compared to whey you are usually fine you get the same benefit as such so the protein quality matters yes but you probably need more amount of the vegan protein supplement to give you the same benefit as a 30 gram serve of a whey protein so to again give you a simple example you probably need to have a scoop of 35 or 40 grams of a vegan protein supplement to give you the same benefit from a whey protein that weighs 28 grams or 30 grams so basically you just have more and that's it it then gives you the same benefit as such in fact one one of the most um, uh, astonishing things that came up from that research article was that leucine which is which is one of the most uh, potent amino acids in terms of muscle protein synthesis that leucine is found in abundant amount in in potatoes you know who would have thought and maybe in the future we will have uh, you know leucine that is extracted from potato and then that supplement could be in the market as well so there is there is absolutely no no difference in terms of benefits and performance if you chose a vegan protein versus a whey protein but the general trend as such is always choosing a whey protein supplement but for whatever reasons if you've chosen a lifestyle that is more vegan based then you're not losing out on anything understood and can you tell me what would be the best time to take a protein supplement um very good question again i think it should be divided and taken into uh two angles as such the first one being that many many of us believed for too long that a protein supplement is important post the training session and which still holds true but the other thing that a body really needs is the is the continuous supply of amino acids throughout the day our body is constantly undergoing breakdown repair synthesis all of that is constantly happening what our body demands is that if we have if you are having four major meals in a day or five major meals in a day the body needs a significant amount of protein across all those four five different meals for example if my protein requirement for the whole day is 100 grams 
then 100 grams need to be divided across four meals as whatever 25 grams 25 grams 25 grams 25 grams 25 grams in let's say breakfast 25 grams in lunch 25 grams in an evening snack and 25 grams in dinner that is how consistently we need to spread our protein requirement so that is point 1 point 2 is obviously we need a fast absorbing protein source such that of a protein supplement whether whey protein or vegan immediately post your training session so within a matter of 20 minutes 30 minutes after your training session throw in that protein but then this protein will also then become a major part of let's say your breakfast as such because you finish training in the morning you can throw in half or one scoop of protein in water and then that makes up your whatever 15 to 25 grams of protein requirement followed by breakfast if you also train in the evening you can again also add a half scoop of protein there in the evening to just kind of ensure that your balance of protein throughout the day continues to be consistent and uh, in good proportion we're at this point in time i want to talk about and segue to vitamins right and vitamins are basically organic compounds which are naturally found in smaller amounts in our food products and uh, they are designated as essential nutrients because they cannot be synthesized by body in amounts which are necessary to support our normal physiological functioning can you just uh, talk about how do these vitamins help runners and if there are any recommended vitamins for runners sure great question again and uh, i would just like to start again from the fact that you need to focus on health first approach so get your blood profile done and just have a check on how your iron b12 folate etc profile looks like right but to to give you a breakdown let's just start with the b complex group as well as vitamin c which forms a uh, forms under the water comes under the water soluble vitamins head now b12 folic acid uh, have very similar functions to that of iron but b12 folic acid as such have such dynamic function they are involved in so many metabolic processes they play a role uh, they help a lot of enzymes do their jobs um, they also work on uh, on the genetic level so they play a lot of important roles in the dna rna synthesis at the same time uh, both b12 and folic acid play an important role in uh building up or boosting up your red blood cells which will in turn help boost your hemoglobin level which will improve your oxygen carrying capacity and overall have an impact on your aerobic capacity or your endurance performance so b12 and folic acid become very very crucial supplements to consider but folic acid is widely available you know across a lot of green veggies especially your leafy greens so that we usually get in decent amounts unless you are somebody who doesn't eat your greens really well uh, b12 is usually found in a lot of meat based items and unfortunately not very easily in vegetarian sources which is why most vegan or vegetarian athletes may find that they are deficient in b12 at the same time you need a very healthy gut to absorb b12 well so many people even if they are non vegetarians and they continue to have a very nice intake of meat find themselves to be deficient on b12 and that's because they might not have a healthy gut they could be constipated they could have like irritable bowel syndrome which is why we need a very strong gut which has a which has an environment um, having good bacteria in it 
we don't want to suffer from indigestion constipation which will interfere in b12 absorption so if you are deficient in b12 you may want to consider b12 as a supplement uh folic acid usually you should be fine with a lot of greens as such you usually get them as individual standalone supplements but if you must take a supplement my suggestion is going for a b complex because then you get everything from b1 b2 b3 all b1 b2 b3 are great in terms of energy metabolism they help your body utilize energy in a better fashion so might as well focus on a supplement that gives you all b complex you know at once the other thing i spoke about is vitamin c now vitamin c uh, is quite underrated uh, as a supplement i mean in covid times it became very popular uh, for immunity etc but vitamin c can do wonders in terms of recovery especially because it directly targets things like your muscle soreness so vitamin c is something that you can definitely consider to add as a part of your diet um whenever you are you know under heavy loads whenever your mileage is higher you can add your vitamin c just before you sleep for a great recovery for next day having said that the other group of supplements is um your fat soluble vitamins which are vitamin a d e and k and they all come up with their own individual benefits now vitamin a vitamin e these are potent antioxidants vitamin a is found in different colorful fruits vegetables as well as in egg yolk uh, and certain meats and fish uh, you usually very rarely get a vitamin a supplement as such and i would not recommend that either because having too much of vitamin a can also be toxic so therefore we want to avoid vitamin a over the shelf but you have things like vitamin e and many people also take a vitamin e supplement 200 ius 400 ius 800 ius again better recovery i again believe that most of this can be sorted with food alone and you can include a lot of nuts seeds uh, if you eat fish then a lot of uh, oily fish and that should give you your required amount of vitamin e but again if you are somebody who is struggling to recover you may consider vitamin e as a supplement the other thing is vitamin k again not easily found as a supplement and again not something that i recommend uh, to have as such but vitamin d3 and k2 are usually coming in combination these days because vitamin k plays a very important role in um, helping vitamin d act for example helping vitamin d do its job so d3 k2 can be very important for bone health because the amount of load your knee joints your tendons go through every single time you run with every single stride it's important that your bone and joint health is taken care of and this is where vitamin d and k come into play so again check your vitamin d levels and if you're found to be deficient seek advice of professionals and you may need like a mega dose of vitamin d at 60000 iu per week for 4 to 8 weeks depending on your initial level after which you need a maintenance dose so either you continue with a 60000 iu on a monthly basis all throughout or you may need a 2000 to 4000 iu per day dose of vitamin d on an everyday basis in order to ensure that your vitamin d levels continue to stay the same uh, k2 again can be in the combination of vitamin d but k2 as a or k as a supplement is something that you don't necessarily need so uh, in all this right uh, what is if you can just give a little brief about what's the difference between water and fat soluble vitamins and how do they impact in their effectiveness great so i will answer this question in terms of the way or the method which we which 
with which we need to use these now we know that water soluble ones are the water soluble so by that i mean you take any time of the day it, it's going to be okay white all those fat soluble vitamins need to be taken after a meal that has some fat because they are fat soluble you need a medium of fat for its absorption i see a lot of uh, you know lot of athletes popping up vitamin c uh, you know they they pop up limsy or selene or they pop up an evion immediately after their training session they pop up a vitamin d just about any time in the day whether it's after dinner uh, or at bedtime and it's very important that you use vitamin d after a fat soluble medium as such that is available in a meal so for example if you've had a breakfast that is rich on eggs that's a great time to add a vitamin d post that meal if you've had let's say a glass of milk uh, at bedtime great time to throw in a vitamin d after that but if you've had a meal that is just you know a bowl of salad or a bowl of soup then putting that vitamin d won't really make that much of a difference in terms of absorption therefore it's important that you choose the timing of your vitamins uh, vitamin supplements very wisely water soluble vitamins are uh, whatever you need can be can be absorbed really well uh, whatever is in excess is then directly thrown out in the urine so be i mean not that there is an area of worry but my suggestion is just take only what you need anything surplus your body is smart enough to throw out of the window but uh, take a very wise call in terms of what you need and when you need to have it mehira i also want to talk somewhere you spoke about um, performance right athletes performance so i want to now segue to pre run and uh, pre race supplements uh, and how important they are in performance and energy levels of runners right so what are the key supplements that runners should consider that they should take before a race and a training session got it and i'll again break this down into you know the list of supplements that really really make a difference there have been a uh, consensus that have been released scientifically where they speak about um five to six major supplements that really make a difference from a performance angle um the first one being caffeine the second one being l carnitine the third one being uh, nitrates uh, the fourth one uh, being a combination of uh, carbohydrates as well as proteins when you do them correctly it makes a makes a lot of difference and the fifth one could be something like a lactic acid buffer something like a beta alanine uh, which can play an important role in you know fighting the feeling of hitting the wall basically so i'll run you down across all of these supplements the first one being let's say um, an l carnitine now l carnitine is typically a training supplement the minute you start gradually increasing your mileage in the preparation phase of your training that's where you need to add this supplement before your runs so typically a dose of 1000 mg to 2000 mg works just fine the catch to using this supplement is that you need to use it in a fasted state this is where another concept of training fasted before runs come into play many many runners experienced runners usually find it very okay to run let's say a 15 km 20 km without really needing a carbohydrate solution around or carbohydrate based meal so they can for example if you have a long run that is focused on 15 or 18 or 20 kilometers and you are an experienced runner 
you can throw in two tablets of l-carnitine before your training session plus you can also add a cup of espresso just before and just go for it train fasted you may need electrolytes uh, but you don't use any carbohydrate source because this way your carnitine is helping you mobilize fats in a very efficient manner and your body is now using the fat in a very economical efficient fashion as a source of energy so this can be called something as fat adaptation and therefore can be considered only during training uh, sessions as such and not during competitions or events so that's one the second thing you can consider is um, nitrates now nitrates came into you know the popularity you know in the last decade and one of the reasons that they so popular is because whether you use an arginine supplement or a citrulline supplement citrulline uh, and nitrates are considered to be better in terms of their uh, actions uh, than arginine but these really play a very important role in let's say dilating your blood vessels uh, and that happens when they release nitric oxide and this nitric oxide like i said dilates your blood vessels and pushes in a lot of oxygen pushes in a lot of nutrients inside your muscle cell as well as helps remove things like carbon dioxide your lactic acid which are typical waste products out so the whole process in terms of um uh, having the availability of nutrients and therefore also removing all the waste products is very very efficient and this can be something that um, runners can explore to try and again try it in training before you consider this in an event at all the other thing you can consider is again a beta alanine supplement like i said it's a lactic acid buffer and it's again a training supplement you don't necessarily use it in competition as such beta alanine along with an amino acid called as histidine lands up making something called as carnosine this carnosine when it kind of increases in quantity in our muscle cell is where it starts exhibiting its qualities of the of buffering of lactic acid buffering so it's a loading supplement and you start taking this about 8 to 12 weeks before your major race and the dose can range anywhere from 3000 mg to about 6000 mg and the drawback to this is it can give you a tingling sensation when you when you use beta alanine for the first time and therefore the suggestion is that you start with a lower end of the dose at 3 grams and you typically split it pre training and post training because it's 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 something that you want to load in it's something that you want to gradually increase as you go by you start observing that you get adapted to this and that's where you can start increasing your dose as well use it for about 8 to 12 weeks and you should have decent amount of carnosine to help you buffer the lactic acid and therefore help you in your major races as you go by the other thing that you can explore is a caffeine supplement again very very popular today you have caffeine in the form of tablets you have it in combination with salt so you have like a caffeinated salt tablet you also have it in your gels uh, you also have it in energy drinks uh, you know like a red bull for example you also have it uh, you know simply as an espresso or you have it in the form of green tea for example and you get some form of caffeine around it now caffeine does many many things but two most popular things that caffeine is known for is muscle stimu uh, sorry uh, cns stimulant yes uh, it definitely you know gives you that awakening feeling and you you are motivated and you know influences your dopamine levels and then you're ready to go uh, and helps you push the last few kilometers into your race but it also plays a very important role in mobilizing 
fatty acids for example like i said if you create an environment where you, you are taining fasted and then you just add your coffee or a caffeine tablet and you just add your carnitine it's it's going to be amazing in terms of helping you use fat efficiently as a source of fuel so that's something that you can definitely consider along with that you can definitely use caffeinated gels or you can use a salt plus caffeine tablet uh, you know usually we know i mean as runners you know that you know it's the 30th kilometer the 35th kilometer where you know that you know your legs start tightening up you hit the wall so approximately 30 to 40 minutes before you hit the 35 30 kilometer mark is where you take the caffeine tablet or you suck on the caffeinated gel because caffeine takes 30 to 45 minutes for it to act so the timely use of caffeine can really help you push further and can help you you know really finish those gruel some kilometers as you finish your race the other thing i'd like to quickly add on is creating supplementation like i told you before that most runners especially those who swear by their strength training program can consider creating supplementation obviously we don't want to hulk out and we don't need major doses of creatine but a very small dose of 1 to 2 grams per day taken over a period of time such as 2 months 3 months can also you know give us the same results and therefore this is something that you can consider to include let's say pre slash post training session and this can ensure that you have the necessary amount of muscle mass which can help you also boost some strength in combination with your strength training session and also overall keep your muscle really muscle tone really healthy understood so uh, now i want to talk about the during the race supplements right and each runner comes up with uh, their replenish uh, replenishments right so as you mentioned that um, if i know that uh, i will be getting fatigued at the 30th kilometer and i should pop in a uh, a caffeine uh, 30 to 40 minutes ahead and uh, so it can be in various ways right it can be a energy gel and also then it will be followed by electrolytes or salt tablets so is there a more scientific way of working on consuming carbs and electrolytes during the race great question again and there have been i mean so many conversations i've had with runners and everybody has a very different strategy so there is literature that talks about you know set guidelines but it doesn't always you know um um link to practical um, you know strategies so for example you know um, elioid kipcho gave when he landed up doing attempting the sub 2 uh marathon he was using a lot of gels he was using carbohydrates at 90 grams per hour as well and you know you we are scared to use that because we are so worried that it will give us a gi distress and we'll probably just lose time and it will make us feel very uncomfortable so we usually are very scared to eat something or have the gel even which is of such high carbohydrate uh, content so typically the science says you need anywhere between 30 to 60 grams of carbohydrate every hour most gels give you approximately 25 grams on an average of carbohydrate anyways but not necessarily that every runner will need two gels every hour maybe some runners will just decide to use one gel plus you know there's also this 
concept of having these uh, dry fruit um, you know squares or a date or a salted date and things like that there are some runners who prefer going that method because gels are again not something that suits everybody because gels can also stick onto your throat and when you're already not drinking enough fluid and then make you feel very like you know pukeish and all of that as well so you have all of these scenarios which the literature will not necessarily give you answers for but my strategy really is you focus on two three things the first thing is you focus on ensuring that you have enough fuel so that's where the carbohydrate comes in again this needs to be tried during training so you focus on 30 to 60 grams per hour you try and see if you can do one to two gel per hour if you can do that very good if you think you don't need that don't do it but try and understand and listen to what your body really has to say if you're happy with one gel every 30 to 40 minutes go for it if you're happy with one gel plus one salted date do that as a strategy but really listen to your body as such the other thing that you re- really need to focus on is electrolytes uh electrolytes meaning you need anywhere between 200 mg to what 600 mg of sodium uh per hour is what i would recommend and again most gels will give you that if you're taking an electrolyte solution you will have that with you but try and always focus on having electrolytes per hour whether it is in the form of that gel or whether it is in the form of an ors uh, or a sports drink that you're having but that is non negotiable because sometimes and i'll give you an example towards the end of this answer on on situations that led to hyponatremia as well and i'll talk about it in a minute but like i said the first thing you focus on is carbohydrates which is for fuel the second thing you focus on is electrolytes because you don't want to be in a situation where you're cramping as well as you go into this hyponatremia situation which i'll talk about in a bit uh, and the third thing is um, fluids of course but the third thing is also caffeine so caffeine is something that you can explore as a part of your caffeinated gel and use it wisely like i said before the 30 to 45 minutes before the kilometer at which you hit the wall so use it very wisely the other thing that many people use is bcaa's and to be honest bcaa's are very a very expensive fuel source many most people don't realize but when your body uh, is shifting or transitioning between using carbohydrates to using fat bcaa's come into play and bcaa's are the ones that land up giving us energy now from the beginning if you start using bcaa's you're kind of confusing your body in terms of what source of energy do i use should i use carbohydrate should i use bcaa what am i really supposed to use so my suggestion is that you may not need and this is my personal opinion you may not need bcaa's at all during your races the three major things or the four major things that you need to focus on include carbohydrates and that too you can explore things like multiple transportable carbohydrates so you don't necessarily need only a glucose but you can have a combination of glucose maltodextrin fructose which can help you efficiently uh, in delivering the kind of energy that you really need at that particular period of time so carbohydrates one electrolytes number two fluids number three and caffeine number four these four really need to form uh, a part of your during race strategy understood now i also want to talk meera about post race supplements right and um 
we need to improve our recovery after a quality run say say in long endurance runs or intervals and what are the supplements that are effective to improve recovery and i'll tell you why is they also need to reduce a craving of eating carbs throughout the day right so how can we incorporate these supplements recovery post your races is extremely extremely important and i think i'll just divide this into two angles the first one being that post your training sessions you can focus on a lot of vitamins and minerals that can help you recover better but being a nutritionist that focus more on whole foods my suggestion is um your post trace or post training routine should look at first ensuring that you have replenished the glycogen stores that you have lost during the session so throw in something like a high glycemic index carbohydrate source which can be as simple as bananas so throw in those bananas throw in some dry fruits if you'd like and then along with that you need a fast absorbing protein source and here is where things like a protein supplement come into play whether it's whey protein or whether it's a vegan protein supplement so throw that in definitely but apart from that the next 2 to 3 hours focus a lot on things like let's say an avla shot or focus a lot on fruits such as you know pomegranate watermelon uh, papayas because these guys have things i mean these guys have enzymes called bromelain especially papaya and pineapple and bromelain is known is an enzyme and is known to help you a lot in muscle recovery so you can throw in those specific fruits you can also uh, try and add a lot of nuts and seeds into you know 2 to 3 hours after your training session because they are also rich on zinc as such so you know the key vitamins and minerals that you really need to focus on include vitamin c include vitamin e include zinc uh and you know our traditional haldi dood you know these these things can really make a magnificent difference in terms of recovery but after doing the dietary changes if you don't feel that you're recovering well enough and your your soreness is lasting for days as such then you can pop in let's say a 500 mg linse or a selenium tablet which is rich on vitamin c post immediately post your training session now this i only recommend when you're unable to recover really well because my in my in my suggestion when you are training with a heavy load the whole idea of that is that you adapt to that training load and therefore improve your aerobic capacity and endurance if i add a vitamin c supplement or an antioxidant i'm breaking that adaptation process and the natural adaptation won't happen because my body will now start thinking oh she's going to throw in an antioxidant and i'll help it will help me recover really well so my suggestion is only if you need it need it then you throw in your vitamin c's and vitamin e's as such for recovery or throw in like a zinc and magnesium supplement you know just before you sleep because that will ensure again really nice recovery really nice sleep uh, ensure that you're in an anabolic phase all of that at the same time if you're somebody who's really really struggling you know with chronic poor recovery then you can also resort to a supplement called as glutamine and glutamine you can take in dose of anywhere between 5 to 20 grams depending again on your conversation with your nutritionist and you can throw in post your training session and that will again help you uh, recover really faster so you can consider these dietary strategies as well as supplemental strategies to help you recover better and the second aspect of things in terms of reducing my carbohydrate reducing your carbohydrate cravings my suggestion is if you focus a lot on your electrolytes and fluids throughout the day there is less chance for you to crave for carbohydrates second if you split your carbohydrate dose throughout the day 
there is again less chance for you to feel the craving so keep all the sweet things there are many runners who enjoy their chocolates and enjoy their uh, sweet tooth and i'd always tell them that keep it around your training sessions and let the other slow absorbing carbohydrates such that of your millets and sweet potatoes and things like that keep it as a part of your main meals but everything that you like and you want to sneak in a little bit of chocolate you can throw in around your training session understood so mehira i have one more question and this is related to your book faster stronger higher and it talks about nutrition strategies for athletes including endurance runners right now these are um, and the interesting one that i found was uh, on periodization right so how should we change supplementation when uh, we are in a base building phase versus peak training phase versus actual racing great question and this is this is my specialization periodization because nutrition you know what is important most athletes know they are quite self aware and they understand the requirements of their body and they read a lot so they know that they need you know uh, whatever macronutrients micronutrients they need these supplements i think the biggest deficiency currently that we face in terms of indian uh, athletics is the fact that we don't know when to use what okay we know that caffeine helps but when do i take caffeine right that is what makes all the difference so for example when you are in the phase where you've just begun training for your particular marathon and where when you are just trying to add kilometers as you go by gradually building your mileages i think this one or two month block is really focused on taking care of health outcomes so when you are just starting off right when you are just starting the season off the first two months just focus on taking care of your vitamin mineral deficiencies and just just go for it you know don't worry too much on carb requirement this requirement that requirement because the first two to three months are the months where you are focusing a lot on training adaptation then when you go on to the when you are leaning towards second and third month here is where you can play around a little bit and try and include strategies such as training fasted even to the to the extent of training dehydrated so you can try and train your body in certain situations where uh, you're not drinking enough water where you're not having enough fuel but your body is now getting ready to fight those situations and become stronger in those situations so that your overall demand of a carbohydrate or of fluid are very reduced by that i mean that your body is efficiently using less carbohydrates but giving you great results your body is using less fluids and giving you great results so the 2 to 3 month phase where you are entering that block this is this is the time to trial all of these strategies and this is where like i said you can periodize your nutrition strategies based on your micro cycle which is your weekly cycle so if you know that uh, today is my tempo run you need carbs so throw in that banana throw in that uh, you know overnight cooked toast if you like throw in your peanut butter jam sandwich before that session if you must but if you're going in for a longer run you try and experiment with strategies such as carnitine and caffeine before train fasted and put in throw in some electrolytes because that will ensure you stay hydrated and see how that makes you feel constantly listen to your body and make changes as and when you know the feedback that you receive from the body but like i say again and again that always speak to a nutritionist uh, before you trial anything else so that's there and then as you as you go ahead you know third and fourth month this is where when you are in your peak training phase this is where you would have experimented with things like using caffeine 
you create in only on your strength training days you know you can throw in a dose of 3 grams per day half of which can go before the training session half of which can go after the training session after strength training session so you only need creatine on your strength training days rest other days you don't necessarily need to have that creatine supplement so this is where you periodize your supplements based on your weekly microcycle as well and you can throw in things like arginine or citrulline or nitrate especially before your endurance based training session so whether you do like a vo2 max session or whether you do like a continued uh, race based session uh, or you focus on your long endurance uh, runs this is where your nitrates can come in so you can use doses of let's say 2 grams of uh, citrulline or 2 grams of arginine before your training session and uh, you need to add caffeine only when you need it so when you know it's a neuromuscular session which especially happens in your long endurance session throw in a caffeine only then otherwise you don't necessarily need a caffeine supplement or even an espresso so try and use i mean to summarize really try and use those supplements meant for that specific training session you don't need to do everything every day for example if after a long endurance run you know that recovery is an issue you throw in recovery based supplements only for that day and perhaps the next day but you don't necessarily need to do that all throughout also the other thing is trial your race day strategies in your longer runs when you are closer to your um races so try and mimic simulate that strategy see how you feel uh try and at least have two to three of those longer runs where you can play around with your strategy so that you have a fixed strategy which means that if i'm getting up at uh, 2:30 or 3 a.m. this is what i will have maybe i'll have a peanut butter sandwich approximately you know 4:30 or whatever half an hour 45 minutes before my race starts i'm going to have this supplement uh every 30 to 45 minutes i'm going to have a gel maybe every hour i'm sipping on an electrolyte drink and there are different gels available in the market from something like a morten which is a hydrogel and very light on your gut maybe something that uh, that something that suits you there are various other gels by other companies as well which are very carbohydrate based and have that multiple transportable carbohydrate benefit try and see which gel you want to use when uh, how do you want to place it on an every hour basis use your caffeine and salt tablet really well so that it gives you you know an upper hand for you to finish the race really really well and then post race is also very very important because like i was mentioning you don't want to go in a hyponatremia situation we had a case where this one runner drank so much water 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 throughout the race after the race he gulped down half a liter of coke even and then suddenly on his way back to his place he was in the train and he felt uh, you know he felt unconscious and then he was admitted in the hospital and then his profile was blood profile was checked and it was realized that he was hypo having hyponatremia which means that he was having lower than normal levels of sodium and that can really make you feel dizzy and can lead to uh, you being unconscious so electrolyte sodium become very very important during the race so don't ever just have plain water and don't do things like having a jar of coke after the after the run or after your training sessions and try and recover well with a post uh, training high glycemic index carbohydrate with a fast absorbing protein source and then you can have your major meals you know one one and a half hour after that you have your major meal which can be a carbohydrate based meal because you want to replenish the glycogen stores that you have lost during the session all right then mehra 
Thank you so much. And with this, we come to the end of our of this episode. And I wish you all the best for the coming years. Thank you so much. And it was an absolute pleasure to be a part of this. I loved all the questions. And I really, really hope and wish that uh, this episode really helps runners and uh, helps them make wiser choices in terms of nutrition and training. So thank you. I would like to thank all our listeners and if you like this episode and would like to know more on the world of running, please subscribe to our channel. And if you know of someone who is starting their journey into fitness and running, do share a podcast link with them. I would like to thank my friend Arvind for editing, sound recording and taking care of the post-production for this podcast. If you have any suggestions on improving the content of the show, or topics you would like us to cover, please share it by emailing us at connect at geeksonfeet.com or you can also reach us through Twitter, Facebook or Instagram 